Episode 81 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We're all coming down from a pretty big weekend, packed full of great shows. We had Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor on Friday, and then two nights of WrestleMania. We're not going to run down all the matches, but we're going to hit all the highlights. But before we get into the meat of it, let's get to know the fellas we're talking to tonight over in Glendale. Somebody who keeps it regal, my guy Steve Grubschmidt. What up, Grabby? I am not Steve. I'm Steve's younger brother. Ah, name name's Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, maybe we should touch on that a little later too, because Raw after WrestleMania is usually pretty fun and this one didn't let down with some of the surprises, but we'll we'll see if we get to that a little later. But good to see you nonetheless, Steve. Very good, sir. Over in Bayview. My guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? So, what do you guys want to talk about? That's my best Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very like vanilla. I um, you'd be look more like Cody if you had like a halo behind your head. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he had quite the speech on Monday Night Raw, too. Maybe we can touch on that later if we get to it. So, yeah, let, let's not uh, forget our guy down in Bayview also. Oh, my God, it's Charlie Michael. After 10 years of WWE in a somewhat dramatic fashion, it just doesn't feel right. So I stepped out of my contract, and after 10 years of that schedule, I had all this time, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said? Yep. That's what he said before he left. After he left, yep. God. He's, he's, a, he's a clown. He's, I mean, we'll talk about it, but yeah. I mean, he's a clown, dude. I didn't think he had an ego, but. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't realize, realize until I see this now. He had an ego, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. He played us all. Yep. And, uh. It's it, it was funny too. I really was hoping like last week we talked that he would come out as Stardust. I thought he for sure was going to because the logo oh. of WrestleMania with uh Dallas Cowboys big star. It would have been perfect, but yep. alas. Yep. We'll see if he keeps that smile on his face, uh, because Reigns ain't dropping that title anytime soon, dude. Because I watched no the way. end of that end of Raw and that crowd's into him still. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I don't think he's gonna wear off, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're not dropping it. They're not dropping reins anytime soon. Right. Cody's going to be doing 50-50 booking with Ezekiel in four months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to see. Oh, he's going to be doing it quicker than that because you know Rollins is going to want to get his win back. So that's coming. I hope I don't confuse his match with Ezekiel against any matches he has with Elias. They just look so much alike. It's a coincidence. It's like when, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but in NXT when um, um, Elias lost a loser leaves the NXT match, and then the following oh, right. week, El Vagabundo showed up, who looked very ha. much like, he looked very much like Elias, but with a mask. And um, That's awesome. But it was a That's different guy. That's what they should have did with this. That's Honestly, did with this. since we're talking about it, I think if this was any other company than WWE, I would be excited because you know is you know Elias is gonna make this work just like oh it could Damian be great Sandow. comedy dude. Damian Sandow made everything work, but mm-hmm. then and the crowd got behind him, and then they never believe the WWE never believed in him. I think the same thing's gonna happen here. He's gonna make this stupid thing work, and it's gonna be hilarious, and they're not gonna buy into it. Yeah, I think I think you're on the right road. I think they'll buy into it because he'll be able to sell it because he's pretty funny. So I was like, this is kind of entertaining. But yes. what's going to happen, it's going to be mid-card bullshit that he never yeah. rises above. And so he's screwed. He'll get it over, but then those guys will kill it at some point, kill his TV time or something. But he'll never rise on, from this gimmick. But I have a feeling he can get it over because oh, yeah. he's got he's got comedy chops, it looks like. 
my favorite thing in wrestling is when somebody gets suspended and and like comes back with a mask or something and it's obvious yeah. it's the same person oh, totally. it's yeah. dusty did it i'm convinced i'm hoping against hope wardlow does it um i just i love it i love it when they just and then the announcers are like who is this junkyard log is staggerly was which yes. was great which is like one of the original ones like that yeah yeah, that was pretty big surprise when uh, Elias came out last night as Ezekiel. He, he looks weird, really weird. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he like, does. It's just, it's just funny looking. It's like he kind of looks like a Sunday dad that could be raking leaves, but he's super jacked you know, and in a speedo. If you want to look, you want to see something that you'll, that'll, that'll, you'll never get image out of your head. Take a picture. Take a look at him and L.A. Knight. They look exactly yeah. the same. Whoa, the wow. eyes. Google, I know what Google you're saying. It. Google both of them and look it up, and you'll be like, holy shit. That's so funny. I, I could totally see that. Yeah, without yeah. even looking, I could totally see that. I was actually going to say, I saw the picture of Elias, or excuse me, Ezekiel, without the facial hair. And the first thing I thought was, um, I don't know if you guys remember how Judd Nelson looked in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, pretty yeah. much the oh, exact yeah. same face. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would love to see LA Knight come up to the main roster and pretend to be Elias, but then Ezekiel has to break character because he's actually <laughs> Elias, but doesn't want to give it away. And it just turns into this weird, like, who's on third type joke. Oh, man. If only we were writing for the WWE. I was going to say, in better hands, this would totally work. Yeah. And it's not hard, but yeah. Just remember whose hands it's in. Well, speaking of somebody that was on the main roster of WWE and on the roster of NXT, Samoa Joe probably was the biggest surprise uh, this weekend coming back. He debuted in Supercard of Honor, the Ring of Honor show that took place on Friday. And uh, we all didn't get a chance to see it, uh, but Charlie tuned in and got to see it and said it was a pretty, pretty hot show. Was Samoa Joe the biggest? Was that the surprise of the night? Did he come on at the end or what happened? Yeah, that was the main surprise. Um, um, you know, they've been teasing Jay Lethal's turn. He came mm-hmm. out at the end of um at the end of the uh, the the match when Gresham won, and challenged you know challenged him. To, I should be the first to get it and blah blah blah. Great heel turn. You guys are gonna love Jay Lethal as a heel. He's fucking hilarious and just <laughs> a a great heel, dude. Um, hopefully he gets to do his thing. So he came out, they jumped him, Sanye Dutt came out, then all of a sudden this crazy music hits, you know, and then all of a sudden fucking Samoa Joe comes out. I was like, holy shit, because nobody, and and it was a great surprise because nobody in in any of the wrestling rumor pages had said anything about it, and just Mm -hmm. to see him there was like, oh shit, it's on now, dude, you know. Yeah, how'd they sneak him in there? He's kind of a big guy. It's y'all, you know, if you saw the room that that they were in, it's easy to. I'm just kidding. And plus all (laughs) the wrestlers, all the wrestlers are in town there anyway, because I mean the whole WrestleMania, there's so many cards, autograph signings, WrestleCon. There's just Mm -hmm. so much going on that weekend that you could be there and not know until you know, until you're backstage of the day of the show. Well, awesome. and not only not only did he show up, but they specified he's all elite, so he's actually yeah. gonna he's signed for AEW, and he's gonna be on Dynamite this week. Oh, yeah, that's I awesome! Also, and I also suggest if you can look on YouTube or find it somewhere, you need to see that Briscoe's FTR match. It was outstanding, dude. It was right. outstanding. It was amazing. You know, and the thing about it made it so amazing too is that these guys have never touched before in a wrestling fighter and. Any any kind of indies wrestling federation ever? They never worked together. That was like the first night they probably met backstage, and it was an outstanding match Man. Um, for two teams that never met before. Because usually a lot of these guys have worked together. Like you know the mm-hmm. Bucks when the Bucks uh, the Bucks ever wrestle them, you, you know you for a good match. Just like um, when the um, when the Bucks wrestled uh, Frankie and um, uh, Scorpio Sky and those guys. They work together all the time, but these guys worked a hard, classic, modern style. It had mixes of everything. It was just great, dude. Double juice from both teams, near falls. It was just exciting, dude. It was good. 
You know, it's everybody awful. says it's a lot of people say it's still say it's the match of the weekend. Yeah, that's that's the match I definitely want to go back and see. So, I I mean, how do you watch Ring of Honor, though? Is that match now available on YouTube, or do you have to go through some sort of streaming service? You probably either have to. um, Yeah, the way to do it is you have to either go through Fight, Hmm. um, catch it on YouTube, or catch it on one of those uh, sites that might have a clip of it. Or, you know, you can also sign up for Honor Club for a month and then watch it off of there. But I'm sure there's got to be hacker sites out there that – that have it with I can't remember that daily daily motion. I bet if you went on daily motion, you could probably find that match. I'll do that right now, actually. See if it's out there. Yeah, for our listeners out there, most podcasts would probably suggest the streaming service to go ahead and check it out. But here on Keep the K Fabe, we keep it real. Yeah, and you just gotta look out for the unexpected uh, pop ups of like butt sex and stuff. Yeah, exactly. yeah, don't watch it at work. Right. Or if the in-laws are at home, right? Exactly. <laughs> which, I, which I tried to watch something in Pittsburgh one time when I was out of time. They didn't see anything. I didn't cast it to the TV, but it was on my laptop. And thank God uh, I was sitting on the other side of the room and we weren't like, hey, maybe we should all try to watch this uh, pay-per-view together. I think that was when I was getting married, too, is back in 2019. It was funny, but um, good shit. Yeah, we're Marks for Marks here at Keep the Cage. That's right. We'll give you That's all right. the ways to watch great wrestling matches. And um, so, yeah, I heard that match was unbelievable. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, did she win? She did. Yep. yep. She, That's she won. Yeah, I mean, there's some definite definite AEW um, <laughs> like tie-ins because she won. Oh, yeah. You won Yuta. a title. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah I heard that Wheeler Yuta won the, what is it, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion? Pure. So, mm-hmm. so what is the story with that title? Like, is it just focused more on like the Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson style of wrestling? Oh uh, yeah. It's just, it's got, I can't remember all the rules, but it's got a lot of classic rules. You can't roll out of the ring. You can only do like three rope breaks where you can grab the rope or um, mm. put your foot on the rope. It's, um, it's just a classic, more of a catch, just catch, catch, catch style, style of wrestling. You know, there's certain rules. If you, Google the rules. There's like ten rules, but the but the cool. main one that that really counts is the um is the uh, rope break because at some point you can't do any more rope breaks, you know, to okay. to, to get out of a hold. That's really interesting. Sweet. I'd love to check that out. Oh, it's cool. So that's cool. So that belt was already in Ring of Honor that they're carrying over. That's oh, still a Ring of Honor title. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It went away for a while, and then they brought it back. Oh, okay. Either during the pandemic or right at the at, right after the pandemic, before the pandemic, right around then they brought it back um, a while ago, about two or three years ago. Yeah. Cool. Just put another tie, just to bring more titles in. Yeah. Now that Ring of Honor is attached in AEW, I'm I'm looking forward to learning more history about Ring of Honor because it's obviously rich and full of you know stars that came up through it and cultivated their careers uh, first there so yeah i'm excited charlie i know you're one of the the guys that it, it like got you back into wrestling right oh Basically. yeah yeah oh yeah pretty much dude yeah pretty much got me in the, got me back into it um so i was an ecw guy and wwe was kind of crap so i started watching that and getting entertained by it and i was like i this this stuff's pretty good you know and it it was a glory time too because he had the young bucks were still young kevin steen was still mm-hmm. young Generico had already left, but you know you had everybody. Everybody was there. You know, it was just it was entertaining. You know, Bullet Club was there. You know, AJ Styles wrestled there. Samoa was there at the time. You know, you just had all the indie indie darlings. You know, mm, great. Yeah, obviously Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Jay White, mm-hmm. uh, Red Dragon. You know, everybody. And on and on and on, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the lineup was insane. It was it was great, dude. It was great. It's kind of revitalized, you know. Like we've all been sitting here for months, like, oh, Brian Cage, where'd he go, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like all these pieces are coming to place because it's like Brian <laughs> Cage. They re-signed him. That leaked out a couple weeks ago, but it's like he hasn't been on TV since October or something. And then all of a sudden, he comes back with freaking Tully Blanchard, which is like perfect and then uh yeah it's just i think that they're gonna have so many options like jay lethal you could just kind of it just felt like 
AEW signed him to kind of keep him busy, you know, and, and now, you know, and he kind of, you know, like Charlie said, like as a heel and like some of the stuff he did in impact, he was just, he's gold, but he was just this sort of like, Oh, yeah. happy go lucky veteran in AEW up until this like heel turn. So it's like having these two pro- companies to play with, I think is going to be outstanding and kind of like just expand. Wow. AEW doesn't have enough time for everybody. And now they're going to be able to fill two rosters. Yeah. And Jay's like such a cocky shit talking heel, dude. It's so, yeah. it's so good, dude. It's so good. Cause that's why I first, sorry, says he'll work there because I know he had done stuff in TNA and then he went back to ring of honor. I just, I never really watched TNA much, you know, but it's, it's yeah, he so was good. good. Uh, you know, he did that, 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 uh, was it black machismo, macho, yeah, which, macho man gimmick. which was funny, yeah. but then it kind of got old, but, um, yeah. But I mean, he's so good at a macho man that even like when when Randy Savage was still alive, he kind of gave him his blessing. It was so good. Oh yeah, and like you know, I guess last thing on Supercard too, they did twenty thousand uh, buys on that pay per view this yeah. weekend. Wow. Which nice, is in, which, which is insane. I don't know the number, but I heard something like they only do like a thousand, or I could be wrong. A thousand, mm. you know, lately, you know, when it when the drop off had happened, so it, it got it got eyes it got eyes on the product. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it was a great, uh, great uh, first show uh, for Ring of Honor. I can't wait till they get it going. Hopefully they get a TV deal where we can get more of these uh, AEW budding stars, a place to really build their confidence, those who are kind of green over there. Uh, they gave them a place to, you know, put on some really awesome matches. And now we'll have two great places to watch great wrestling. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Awesome. Well, what used to be great was WrestleMania. And um, you know what? I, as I, we talked about last week, we were all kind of like, whatever. We covered the matches. We thought what was going to happen. Uh, we did, we all kind of went into this weekend with not a lot of expectations because we're just not, you know, WWE marks like we used to be. But, you know, the first night, I got to say, wasn't really that bad. There was some pretty good matches uh, slated. Uh, we saw the women's matches go on. Uh, not a lot of big surprises there. We wanted, uh, we thought maybe Becky would win when we predicted last week. Yeah, Actually, no, I, I won, thought, which was yeah, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and good yeah. for her that she got her comeuppance. And then we saw Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair wrestle. I can't even remember how that one ended. But um, it pretty was a great much match, the, but I think it ended it? with Charlotte basically one off of a quick distraction. It was a boot to the oh, face. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she got the three count. Right. And the whole crowd seemed like, oh, that's it, um, which I felt right. the same way. Like, the match was fantastic um, all the way up to that point. And as usual in true WWE fashion, they just can't help themselves. The finish yeah. is just what always ruins it. I think that's why I forgot. I did end up watching that, and yeah, so... So there was that. Those were uh, pretty much the two big matches. Uh, but we did have one that we were really excited about and main evented night one on Saturday. And that was Kevin Owens was going to talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin on his KO show. We thought there might just be some stunners and some beer drinking. But we got a little bit more than that, which was uh, pretty great. Um, I thought... For Kevin Owens, somebody who loves wrestling as much as him, he's a WWE guy through and through. Uh, he obviously didn't leave the company. He resigned, even though, I don't know, he could totally thrive anywhere he wanted to. But I still think it's kind of a cool thing that he did resign and he actually got to wrestle one of his childhood idols, the last match that he would ever wrestle, period, in his home state of Texas. That's got to be pretty cool for him to actually have a match and not just kind of a gimmicky thing. So I looked at it from that perspective. It's not like the like Stone Cold is a spring chicken, but he did hold his own, I got to say. Wouldn't you say, Matt? Yeah, I, I was really fired up about this match. And I think we talked about this last week. We were really unsure what was going to happen with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. Like, I think at this point last week, we knew something was going to go down. So um, the Kevin Owens show kicks off as the main event, and they start talking and when Owens, you know, tells Austin he lied and he wanted to get him on there to have a match, I think in that moment deep down, I thought it's happening. 
but of course, you know, there's always a chance that things get swerved at the last second. But when the bell rang and they were standing in the ring, I was so fired up. And so was the crowd. I mean, it was seriously probably the hottest crowd, like in that moment, especially. And these guys did not like mess around. I mean, Charlie brought up a good point. I think especially in the beginning of the match, Austin kind of looked like he was wearing cement shoes. Like his kicks were just really slow and sluggish. But I think as the match got going, either his adrenaline got going or his blood flow or both, because by the end of the match, he was looking like 2003 Stone Cold, which granted, all he would do is, you know, punch people and deliver stunners. And that's a lot of what we saw in this match as well. They fought around the arena. There were suplexes on the concrete floor. It was just great. And they did not limit it to a two-minute match. I think the match went probably somewhere around 12 minutes, if I had to guess. I, I don't have the time in front of me. But yeah, what a really crazy surprise to end WrestleMania. I think if Austin's looking to have one more match to go out on, this was a good one. I think at age 57, pretty impressive what he did. I mean, I know we see Sting do this kind of stuff, if not crazier stuff every week, but still pretty awesome to see Austin back after 19 years. Totally. And it did make me want to drink a beer uh, <laughs> watching that match too. The amount of beers that they went through of uh, the Elk Segundo Ranch Broken Skull IPA Lager, whatever it is that he's got going on right now, I can, it made me thirsty. I can give a uh, official Keep the Kayfabe review on his lager, which I did have this weekend. And I, I really, I actually really like it. I, um, I thought the IPA, I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I thought the IPA was just kind of pedestrian. It was like, just okay. But the lager is really quite tasty. Like I, I, I would go back for it. Wow. Good to know. And, and that's it's a cool, was, uh, and it's a cool can. It'll make a wonderful candle by a uh, lit MKE. I agree. Uh, that's what he was pumping uh, this weekend was the lager, right? Yeah, why would you have Steve Weisers when you or Budweisers when you got your own? Steve Loggers. Steve like Loggers. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that was pretty fun. I don't know, Charlie. I know you thought Stone Cold looked a little sluggish. What did you get out of this match? Uh, I he would have done better what he did at the end of Sunday's match. Um, at the end of the Sunday's WrestleMania, or not the end of, but. What he did with McMahon and Austin Theory. I mean, him lumbering around slowly, doing a false count anywhere wasn't wasn't that good. The only thing that was good about it was when they were in the ring. When to me was when um, Owens hit the ropes, hit himself in the head, and yeah, that uh, was pretty funny. That, that was a nice sequence, but the brawling on the outside, yeah, not my thing. Right. Let me ask this. Um, cause you know, I, I think we all echoed this, but like, I think our big fear was that Stunko was going to come out, hit a stunner on Owens, drink some beers and, and Kevin Owens would get nothing out of it. So if we, I mean, I guess if we try to at least measure our cynicism a little bit, does Kevin Owens having a 12 minute brawl with, with a legend and then kind of having an entertaining ending with a chair and all that. Does that still do nothing for him, or do you think he did get it's, something out of it? It's awesome for his career. He can say he had his last match with Stone sure. Cold and blah, blah, That's blah. what I think, yeah. But then the next night, he does a job to Cody in a dark match. So what Where's did he that? get out of it? And he got to work with Elias and that goofy gimmick. So yeah. That's a good point, yeah. My he got, he's, getting, he's getting $3 million a year, too, so I can't cry for him, you know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think between the three million a year and getting to have a match with Austin, if you look at just those two things, it totally makes sense why he re-signed with WWE. And I probably would have done the same in his position. Honestly. Oh yeah, totally, three million. And uh, well, another three million dollar man, uh, Cody Rhodes did in fact come out on Saturday. I almost forgot. I I, I thought it might have been Sunday they were going to save that, but Saturday night, uh, Seth Rollins' mystery opponent was revealed. And not only did Cody Rhodes look exactly like Cody Rhodes from AEW, he took pretty much the same wardrobe, maybe even that coat that he wore for Double or Nothing that he uh, first debuted to a go-go uh, when he wrestled a go-go, Anthony a go-go. I wonder if Tony Khan paid for that or, like, that was AEW's money or if that was his own personal stuff. Like, what do you mean, like, take a coat that you wore from another promotion and then wear it on WrestleMania? Like, 
I think I those are. If it wasn't I, think his guys, money. I think those guys buy their own gear, don't they? I, I think a lot of, in the historically yeah, that's they, been true. Yeah, you know, they're independent contractors, so that's they have to buy their gear, dude. So mm-hmm. that's his stuff, you know. All right. Well, that was that's what I was just you know alluding to. Is it his property to do that with? If it wasn't, I thought that would be kind of a dick move. But well, um, yeah, I think he created all. He created that whole American nightmare gimmick when he left wwe you know that's all his shit you know mm-hmm. i'm sure he's got it trademarked or whatever but that's that's all his you know which is which every wrestler should do you know if you listen to jericho and um bubba ray you know you should copy trademark your shit and have a mark mark uh mark henry says to a dude you should have a lawyer doing your contract dude you know because mm-hmm. he can get fucked over yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was just wondering if, like, he, he had it all trademarked and all of his stuff because we were talking about music one week, and if we can use it from another one. So it's just hard to keep track of. So I'm just kind of getting it straight. But it's, straightened but it's out funny, with you guys. Yeah, but like his music, his music makes. He should have changed. He should have changed the lyrics of his music. You know, because his whole theme is talking about breaking away and doing it on his own and. Not you know blah 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 and there, and there he is back in the machine you know <laughs> yeah it, yeah I mean regardless of what anyone says the fact that he's back in WWE says more than any interviewer theory could I think um, yeah granted I, personally so we talk a lot about Cody on the show and I think quite a few weeks back for our longtime listeners you might actually remember this we talked. Quite a bit about when Cody was in AEW and he was booking himself against Andrade and Malachi Black and those guys and everyone was going 50-50 off each other. I remember, and it may have been Steve who actually made the comment about, you know, I wonder if Cody's actually self-aware and he's doing it intentionally. <laughs> yeah, Steve said say it. Yep. I did. And, and I think now that we've seen him go over to WWE, we, he's definitely not self-aware. No, as the man, as the man who, as the man, yes, I appreciate that. Because, bring that um, back, dude. <laughs> I, at the time, I really believed that he knew what he was doing. So did I, because Steve, you fast, talked me yeah, into it. Yeah. Fast forward, I, I think he's, I think he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. We like, worked ourselves into a shoot. Well, I think, um, He's definitely he's definitely a WWE guy. After all this, he, he's definitely a WWE guy, you know. So, we'll see where he's at. I mean, my whole thing is we'll see where he's at 6 6 months from now and we'll see where he's at next mania. Mm-hmm. So that'll yep. well, if it's successful, successful on um on his end on you know, on being on TV and stuff. So, you know, I have a feeling I have a feeling those fans are going to get tired of that promo every week of him coming out there crying and talking about his dad. This, that gets old. this is the one time in my life I'm going to be hoping for a what chant. Cause I think if he gets, <laughs> what, if he gets it's what coming. chance, he's going to lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. Trust me. Cause he's only knows one style, dude. He yeah. can't do anything else. He was even kind of talking with a fake lisp. That last night to make him sound a little more dusty-ish. Did yeah, you guys yeah. mentioned that, Mike. That is not a fake lisp. Like I've That's, heard he's always been lispy. Yeah, that's how he actually talks. Um, I yeah. think in AEW he purposefully tried to. Yeah, he hit it kind of well. Yeah, he, in he purposefully like corrected his speech to try and avoid it. But now that he's back in WWE and Dusty's part of the, his whole lineage, I, I think he's going to lean into it a little more than he normally. Oh yeah, does. he's so. so, yeah. so so I heard I heard a podcast that said this, dude. Let's say, you know, everything, this program's for him. I got to win it for my dad and blah, blah, blah. And he had the, you know, he never had it. So he, he let's say he gets the title. Then what's the story? Yeah, that's a great question. Like, how do you? I, I thought that was great when someone said that. I was like, oh, shit, you're right. If he gets it, then what? Yeah. Well, and I just, I mean, my God. Okay, so first of all, they've invested a metric shit ton in Roman Reigns. And we can all oh, debate yeah. that. Oh, so, yeah. so that, and they're headed towards something. The, you know, one of the rumors is The Rock. So the, tit- the title is now unified and down a path. Why on God's green earth would WWE put it on Cody? What is, yeah, you're right. What does he bring? No like, way. 
If you, did what you is watch, the next feud after he wins? What is did any of you guys watch that last segment last night? No, with uh, Reigns. Did you get a chance? I'm sure it's on YouTube. Go find I saw, it. Yeah, I did see clips of it this afternoon. That they love that dude. They they bought into what oh, he's yeah. selling. They, they he's their hook. The fans are hook. Their fans are hook, line, and sinker to him, dude. They're not. T- they're not pulling that belt off him to put it on Cody. No, no way, no how. If they did, they would turn on Cody right away because they are. Oh, into that's it. a great point. They are into Roman the dude Reigns, just dude. beat Brock Lesnar twice. Yeah, like they're they didn't do him, all of this two years, whatever year and a half title run for him to lose to a the Cody, the, as oh, somebody yeah. pointed out, the third best roads. Yeah, that's a exactly. Great At the oh, same yeah, he's time, not though, as good as. Yep. So, so that's a really good point. At the same time, I could see them doing it only because, you know, Ro- this heel dynamic with Roman, I feel like is going to, it's it's already starting to get a little bit stale, I think. Like the fans are super into Roman, but I think that is going to eventually have to lead to a face turn. And what better way to turn Roman face than to put the belt on Cody and just have the fans resent Cody. Cody thinks he's a face. Making Roman the but face. But that's to be a face. And I don't then, know that Cody wants to be a heel. No, he, he's a face, dude. His whole story is, you can't make him a heel. His whole story is, I want to win it for my dad. And everybody loves Dusty. So there's no way you can heel turn that, dude. How do you heel he, turn that? goes through dastardly means to win it and shows that he's not his dad and he's doing it all for himself. Now that's a, that's a great, that's angle. actually a really good storyline. I just yeah. wonder if he's got it in him. No, or Brandy comes in. No, and- that's, oh. that's Matt's story is too good. It would, they, WWE would never do it. Even that, I'd love that it. would be the best way to get him over is mm-hmm. to do what your story says, Matt. That's excellent. But they you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We're creative. going back to where we were six months ago when we were convinced yeah, exactly. that Cody's <laughs> heel turn was great. Right. He's going to do this because he, exactly, he knows exactly what he's doing, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, fool me once. And no. this whole thing that, where he's uh, like kissing, he's like kissing Triple he, H's ass uh, and everything. Dude, like, exactly. God. But Matt's story would be great. If, if they did that, if Cody did that, that I'd, would be work. All, I'd be all about Cody because I love shit like that. Mm. I'd love shit like that. Where he's so delusional. He's talking about it. It's like yep. Roman when he was starting off yep. as like the family and all that. If Cody is like going on about his dad, but is really just like, like he's being a shit. Like that would, yep. that, that would be the best WWE story in years. Well, and not yep. only that, if he wins the title and then has like turns heel at the same time, it automatically baby faces Roman because Roman's going to come yep, yeah. for it, right? Yep. And then you know WWE and Vince can't help himself. They'll put Roman back over on Cody. He's got that It sort of plays though. into this layer of WWE is greater than AEW. Like, it's there's so many way, reasons they should do it, which is probably why they won't, but it, it's all right yeah. there. What's, what's interesting to me is, yeah, like I think Charlie just hinted at uh, – um, they have invested so long into the street. Oh, yeah, dude. They got to like, be well, heading well, somewhere. Six, That's why I'm sure they, they're happy days. he's not hurt. Because yep. it's like... Oh, he's not? You don't have... Well, I don't think so. I don't think it's okay. as bad as they thought. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hurt anything. I feel like if it was really bad, they wouldn't have done that promo last night. Nice. Well, I love where you guys are headed with uh, the Cody predictions. And um, in my opinion, too... I think maybe that chair shot that Sean Spears gave him really early <laughs> on in AEW Jesus. might have started a couple screws loose in him. That's totally. amazing. That's he was great... once a little smart, but now he's just totally just dumbed down Cody from the rest, of it, which <laughs> makes a great WWE uh, roster member. So um, we've been talking a lot about Roman, and uh, why don't we just skip to night two to the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um, they said it was going to be the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, heavily booked. Um, Roman Reigns, is he the universe? What is he? What's his head? Oh, it's like the WWE. Well, you mean, but going into it, he was the, yeah, he was the universal champion. Right. Right. And then Brock was the WWE champion. I think that's right. uh, They were going head to head to unify this championship belt. See, the thing that bothers me with Roman Reigns, it just takes forever. You know, like Undertaker was kind of <laughs> cool because yeah, like dude. his he was supposed to be dead and like a zombie going down to the ring. Like you could go make a sandwich, 
go go to the bathroom, come back, and Roman still won't be, you know, down to the ring. And <laughs> just like this thing that that big graphic that they have of him, where he's kind of crouched over, and then it looks like he steps on like a bunch of Legos and like looks up like that computer graphic. They just invest <laughs> so much production into this guy the camera angles the music the lights <clears throat> the graphics it's just like ah it's, it's frustrating I, like yeah. this is this is why wwe sucks and you kind of saw it all within wrestlemania all these graphics and stuff like that the way people got over and got the crowd to like them was through their mouth and like their promos and their wrestling and their style nobody's got any style they're just like a freaking Toy cutter. It's just like a little, yeah, just a little puppet. And like, how colorful can we make this uh, person look on the surface, uh, on the surface, without them even having really any talent? But that's just my opinion on all that. I think something um, something WWE does that okay, you can rip on a million things WWE can does, but one of the things that they've always been excellent at is their production quality. mm -hmm. But one of the things they do that I just think is so cheap looking is when they do those like 3d graphics like floating that's in the arena talking. they're, they're so, so corny looking and that's what yeah like that's with what i'm Roman. talking about it's oh, horrible like, to do it with oscar with the masks yeah i agree with you mike there's it just is so like for a company that puts so much into it it just looks like it looks cheap and it's very yeah. shoehorned in too because i think it was the women's tag title match on night two when I want to say it was Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan had already made their entrance to the ring. And at this point, the commentators were actually talking about, I think it was Carmella and like completely on a different topic. But of course they had to show Rhea Ripley's 3D graphic of these chains hanging down and Rhea Ripley's name. Right. It's just so frustrating when you start to actually see behind the scenes of like somebody going, put up the graphic, put it up, put it up. You know, we have to do this as part of our playbook. Well, and if it's such a big part of WWE, why would you even want to go see it live? Like, if you think it's so cool, like, why would you go buy tickets? Because Honest- you don't see that in real life. You only see it if you're sitting on your ass at home watching Peacock. And, you know, that goes back to, I don't remember if I told this on the air or to you guys separately, but um, weekly listener of the show, my friend uh, Gary from Ohio, he uh, went to Raw a couple like a month ago, and he said it was like the first time he'd ever gone to a show where... The, the ring announcer didn't even interact with the crowd. There was zero interaction with the crowd. Finn Balor was the only guy that like actually like high five fans. Everybody else ignored him. And I think it's truly become a TV production. And they like the crowd's a prop because mm-hmm. if they don't like the cheers, they'll just pipe in what they want. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think to your point, it's that I think the crowd like, yeah, obviously WrestleMania is a little different. I mean, the crowd's super into it and it's like a huge stadium. But um I just think for the weekly shows, it's just, it's all about the TV production. Yeah. The fans are just a prop, like instead of having like cardboard cutouts or those TV screens in the back, they just kind of got used to the fans being just, just background noise and props and they don't really care. So I think so. That's, that's that's made for TV. Exactly. Yeah, those 3D graphics kind of bug me. Like I said, that that's what I was trying to get into. Like when uh, Roman, mm-hmm. how he's like crouched down and then like looks up and it looks like he just like stepped on like something really sharp uh, or something like that. You should you should dumb. watch the beginning of Raw. They had like because I I taped it because I want to see what Cody had to say. They have like you know they do their thing, then they had like a robot, like it's like a literally oh, yeah. like some kind of cartoon robot like rotate point to some big Raw cartoon graphic is like it's just horrible dude it's just like the fuck is this dude (laughs) the kids would the kids love it if if it was the 1990s right we gotta make this shit look like the jetsons damn it (laughs) that's a total vince reference like the jetsons remember when they made um, remember when they made roman reigns do like some like mighty like what was it like suffering succotash they made it say yeah no yeah 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 they actually made him say that yep hilarious okay anyway so brock lesnar comes out now and um (laughs) (laughs) we have uh, we have these two meet in the ring, and I—I I mean, I—I I can't remember if I—I I think I was on my phone after this. Like I wasn't even really paying close enough attention. You can just kind of hear 
the announcers rattling off F5, Spear, Superman Punch, you know. So I wasn't really paying close attention. But what I was surprised about was how fast the match ended. It only seemed like it went on for 10 minutes. It was about so. 12 minutes, yeah. Yeah, it was a quick match. It was. Every... I wonder if... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add, it, it's every Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match you've ever seen. I, I think they included every spot in this, including through the barricade, which is now commonplace in WWE. Um, but also, yeah, we saw F5s, German suplexes, Superman punches, spears, all that stuff. It was basically those four moves for 10 to 12 minutes. Um, Paul Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns had their little theatrics off to the side where you could hear Paul Heyman going, I'm begging you, my tribal chief. Um, yeah, it was great. That stuff's funny. Yeah, which just kind of <laughs> cracked me up. But yeah, it was it was interesting for sure. Um, I did not care about this match any at all. And Mike, like you, I think I was on my phone the whole time. I knew something had really happened to Roman, though, because when he was talking to Paul Heyman, he mentioned his shoulder being hurt. And when he went to raise both belts at the end, you could see him raise one belt. And then the other one, he was really hesitant about putting up. But of course... You got to you got to hold up both belts because that's what Vince for the wants. camera shot. That's, that's right. what it's all about. Sure. And and that's sure. WrestleMania moment. Happened. That's actually what happened with Finn Balor when he was the inaugural Universal Champion. He tore his shoulder at SummerSlam. Yeah, he went to raise the belt and couldn't do it, but he did it anyway and messed up his shoulder even more. So, I I I was a little concerned Thanks, when Seth. I saw Roman doing that, but. You know, Steve, you kind of mentioned earlier, like, is he really hurt? It seems like he might not be. I wouldn't put it past WWE in this one case if he's really hurt, but they're going to do it anyway because I, oh, they're not I, taking that. Belt I, off I actually, him. I actually, in this case, don't blame. Like, if unless he's out like a year, yeah, I yeah. think if he's out like four months, I still like for as much as they put into this streak. Mm-hmm. If I were them, I'd like just have him like. You know, he's a heel. Have him just avoid matches for like four months and just yep. talk. Oh, yeah. 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 Talk, yeah. Talk like the old times. It's like the old times. I mean, he never wrestles on TV anyway. Right. So, yeah, there you go. You know, the, the, you just have can, the Usos do his bidding like for like weeks. Oh, yeah. Just keep him, you know, just just have him be kind. Go, oh, I'm not wrestling this next pay per view, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm taking it off. Yeah. I know, wouldn't. Perfect. There's yep. whatever grand plan they have, like for the 700 day reign, they're not going to piss that away. No, he'd have to have a, he'd have to have chemo or yeah, like uh, something like that or whatever. Yeah, leukemia again. Yeah, like a relapse. Yeah. Yep. So that was uh to headline night two. Uh, thought it was kind of a weak finish in my opinion since it went so short and all the buildup, but you kind of knew that's what it was going to be like. I mean, we saw last year that night one was kind of exciting and then night two was kind of a dud. I don't know. I thought night two was kind of just more like fun-ish. And we kind of saw that definitely with uh, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I said in the group thread, it was kind of like watching a a wrestling match tributed to Home Alone, like at the climax of Home Alone when uh, the robbers are going through the house and just going through all these booby traps. So... Johnny Knoxville brought all his boys from Jackass, which you thought was going to happen. And uh, it was so funny. I was watching it with Kristen, and she wasn't really familiar with Jackass. And when Chris Pontius took off his clothes and did uh, Party Boy when he's in his thong, and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, what is going on? Like, I can't, like, why would they do that? (laughs) I always thought that shit was really funny. I, I watched Jackass with my friends back in the day. I think we were in middle school when it was coming on. So we were oh, yeah. young and immature. Loved it. But um, I don't know. I mean, this 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 uh, match was really cheesy, but it was fun. Yeah. What can I say? I mean, yeah, it's it's not like the ground and pound that you're used to, but it, it was entertaining. It was kind of like uh, the board game Mousetrap, Home Alone, all rolled in the one. And we saw it end. With a mousetrap, oddly enough. <laughs> Literally. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple spots in this match that made me laugh out loud. Um, Mike, kind of like you and Kristen, I was watching it with Becky, and I, she didn't watch Jackass, I think, like when it was on TV, but she's familiar with it, at least enough so where, like, you know, she found it super entertaining, and so did I. I think it's definitely our age group who grew up with it, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's more about the nostalgia, I think. And that's pretty true for WWE in general. But I think the craziest moment in this match that genuinely put me over the top as far as laughing out loud was when Johnny Knoxville busts out the taser and he isn't even tasing Sami Zayn. He's just kind of holding it and making it, you know, turning it on sound. Oh yeah. my God. I, I just, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, they would do this. Like, of course they would. It's the jackass guys. These guys have no boundaries when it comes to ways of hurting people or themselves. Um, the party boy thing totally got me too. Like when he came out, I knew immediately it was Chris Pontius. And when I saw the little bow tie, I was just thinking, Oh God, and rip his clothes off. And sure enough, he does it. Um, the one part of this match that actually were got me where I was, I was all in on it was when Wee man gets booted in the face by Sami Zayn and the crowd turns on Sami Zayn in a heartbeat like that. Immediately. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's very clear now who we want to win and who we don't want to win. And the rest of the match played into it perfectly. The human mousetrap in the finish, I wish would have gone off a little bit more smoothly because you could tell right away it was like some PVC and would was not holding Sami Zayn down at all. Like he was totally... Well, you got to remember, Matt, uh, Owen Hart was dropped from uh, the rafters uh to his death so i mean they're not really good at engineering in the wwe i don't think they've really learned much or invested in trying to get shit done properly (laughs) mechanically that's fair i I, i'll buy that i I, yeah i I think i appreciate selling at the end (laughs) clearly that thing was not holding him down but he made it look like it was so he's a pro that's part of the generico definitely he's a damn pro the the bowling ball to the groin uh that looked like it hurt um and then the boot to the groin a lot of groin shots that's kind of their thing god i mean just the amount of time those guys have gotten hit in the balls have just oh it's awful I, oh i'd love i'd love i'd love to find out what the payout for those guys are the celebrities are i'd love to find <laughs> out what the payout they get up for those i bet it's pretty right. damn good yeah i know i'm like man well, I guess they're cool. fucking all the money. They're making a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, the other spot in that match I forgot about was um, the table covered in mouse traps. I mm-hmm. immediately thought of that lights out match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, where they did that. Uh, I think it was like a two piece of plywood covered in mouse traps. And I don't know if you noticed, but the traps actually weren't even set, so they didn't even go off. No. They went through the table eventually. The table spot, though, in general, looked pretty brutal. I mean, there was a lot of nut shots in this match, but that table spot, for whatever reason, was, I think, the one that made me cringe the most. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't the only thing cringeworthy on um, night two of WrestleMania. The stunner that was applied <laughs> to Vince McMahon oh God. was pretty cringeworthy. But leading up to that was Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. The, the thing was built up like Pat, you know, left the NFL early to pursue his dream as a wrestler. We know him as a commentator. We've seen him do a great match in NXT a long time ago. He did great. I thought he looked great in this match, too. He does like this box jump, basically with his feet on the mat, all the way up to the top rope to put a guy in a superplex or whatever move he does from there. It's pretty impressive stuff, and he held his own. And um, he ends up beating Austin Theory, did he not? Yeah, McAfee beat Theory. Yes. Awesome. I'm having a hard time remembering all the results of all these matches. There's just so much wrestling this weekend. But uh, Vince McMahon comes out and, uh, you know, comforts Austin Theory after the match. And he's like, oh, you want me to get him? You want me to get him? And he kind of like fakes taking off his blazer a little bit. And then sure enough, he starts taking off his clothes, which is really uncomfortable seeing a man his age taking off his clothes. It was pretty sick. But uh, then he gets in the ring and uh, he starts kind of wrestling around, ends up punting a football into Pat McAfee, (laughs) which stuns him. That would totally take a person out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially coming from a 76-year-old man. Yeah, Yeah, the the force of the way he kicked that ball. He's lucky. He'll be lucky. He looked like he was wearing Frankenstein boots when he was in there as well. Uh, (laughs) But this was when I thought maybe... moving around. Yeah, we were... were That's just a 76-year-old man moving around. 
we were texting each other during this match. I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. And I thought, like, oh, this is when Shane could come out, and that would be pretty good that to drop been, the music yeah. there. Get a big pop, but a bigger pop. It's Austin. Stone Cold comes out. They hear the broken glass two times, two nights in a row in Texas. And uh, more beer was drank. Justice was served. Uh, it was pretty fun to see Stone Cold get back in there again. He starts drinking beer with Braxton. He's drinking beer with everybody. It's great. Yeah, he ends up stunning Braxton on first night. But then he ends up stunning McAfee after he lures him in on the second night. Ma- uh, McAfee did a great job selling that. He oh, yeah. That was a good one. Bubble- mm-hmm. Bubbling out of his mouth like a fountain. But Austin Theory's sell on his uh, Austin was, was probably was the best. One of the one of the gotta be top five of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got airborne totally. big time. Mm-hmm. That's hey, maybe a little shout out. That might be a shout out to the one of the one of the best when remember when Scott Hall Scott took Hall. one at WrestleMania? He yeah, just sir. went way the hell in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was reminiscent of that for sure. And uh hey, I mean if Vince is um, you know, putting all this effort into building austin theory sell a stunner at wrestlemania that's how you're gonna get yourself over so good for him on that uh but you know vince mcmahon has never sold a stunner in his entire life not well we thought during the attitude era yeah not well at all and we didn't think or at least i didn't think this would be any different but i didn't think it would be this bad uh i don't know if the timing was just off or what the hell happened but it, it looked like Vince just kind of crumpled like a paper cup against the ropes and just totally missed it. Uh, <laughs> Stone Cold had to basically pick him back up to kind of do the stunner after the kick. So, but you know, in a perfect world, maybe we would see a good Vince uh, Austin stunner. But Austin was see, Austin those. was laughing pretty hard. I mean, that's pretty fu- that that part was funny. I think. What do you do at that point? Yeah, Austin sure. totally redeemed it just through his laughter. I love that we saw one of the best stunner cells of all time, followed by the absolute worst hands-down stunner cell of all time in the same segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that is good. Maybe the old man was trying to put over all the other guys in the ring to make it, you know, their stunners <laughs> look good. Right? I doubt that's what happened. Right? But He's 76, <laughs> dude. I yeah, know. Is. Charlie, you're not picking up any sarcasm tonight. Oh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I, <laughs> I, 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 I can. I'm in my fifties and I can barely walk, so I know somebody. Well, it has to be like it's. I will say for as like, like so- you know, as like like Joan Rivers, like 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 surgeried up that Vince looks these days with his face. Obviously, dude's still ripped. <laughs> oh yeah, he well he he looks great in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he took yes. that suit off, he looked his oh. age. He yeah. still looked, he's in shape. Don't get me wrong. He's in shape but for that, a 76 year old man, but, but the age does age always that wins. Skin, that skin was looking old, bro. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was some old, there was some oldness to that skin and elasticity, dude. It was like a jacked up 26 year old wearing uh, like a loose body suit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or, or a, if you've ever seen a barrel chested flying squirrel. I think that would be Vince McMahon <laughs> facially and all the loose skin. Yeah, his face is like really horrible, dude. Him, him and his buddy Jerry Jones. It's very, yeah. yeah, yeah. He does look like Jerry a little bit. Very rodent esque. We've quickly yeah. become the TMZ of wrestling podcasts right now. Hey, tell your friends. Hey. Keep <laughs> it kayfabe. We, t- we tell it like it is on here. Sorry, Vince. If you, I, you know, you listen, but you, we, we call it like we see it. If you look back, yeah, we could just. If you look back at some old pictures of him, even from like in the Austin age to where he's at now, it's like, what did you do to your face, dude? You know, <laughs> should have just left it alone. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't try to beat time. You're never gonna yep. win. Time, he's a time's undefeated. Un- nope. nope. Time's undefeated. Yeah, he's a control right. freak. So it would be one thing that he would try to beat, but it's something that you can't beat is this week's promo of the week. And we're going to get to that in just a second here because we are running out of time. But all in all, WrestleMania, I'm glad it happened. Nobody got killed. Uh, it was it was decent enough. I'll just put it that way. It was decent enough to be good. So you guys have any good uh, final thoughts before we get to promo of the week? 
the only thing I'll add is I was traveling this weekend visiting uh, Becky's sister and her family, and thankfully, they were open to putting on WrestleMania, and turns out a lot more people like pro wrestling than they know. So if your friends are questioning the fact that you love pro wrestling, just put on WrestleMania for five minutes and then watch it for the next three hours when everybody suddenly is obsessed. Better yet, try to convince them to watch AEW. Exactly, that's what I was going to say, dude. It's probably a better movie. I'm not convinced them to watch that. Unless they're like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, WrestleMania's not made for me. I'm a, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I'm not in the age demographic they want. Um, it's not my style of wrestling, even with the entertainment shit, especially entertainment shit. Like I, I liked uh, Sasha and Becky match that was good. Cody's match was pretty good. It's just I just they're I just can't get into their product, man. You have to dilute yourself. Like you see those same people that sit ringside in the back, and they are just like the guy who wears that green shirt. There's that other guy that. Yeah. I don't know. You can describe. You know who I'm talking about, but like yeah. they spend so much money on this. It's just like, oh yeah. There's no, there's no reason to do that anymore. There's nothing special about it. But to those people, it it, it means everything. So you know what? If that what's what makes you happy and floats your boat, and that's what you want to spend your money on and mark out to, I hope you God have fun. You. Whatever makes you happy in life. Yep. God. God bless you. It's your exactly. money. But Jesus, I wouldn't waste it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would we. But we got a lot of fun stuff uh, coming up. Like we said, uh, Rampage and AEW Dynamite is going to be really great this week. I can't wait to see what happens with Ring of Honor. But before we close the show, we need to get to promo of the week. And we've gotten a bunch of them lately. Um, getting to the mailbag right now. But we'll go to this one that I just got today since it's on top. Uh, this one's a Shawn Michaels promo. It's from February 14th, 1993. This one comes from Shawn Mars from Oak Creek, Wisconsin, right here in southeastern Wisconsin. That's great. What up, Shawn? He says, the heartbreak kid is a legend, period. Keep up the good work, kayfabe. All right. Thanks so much for your submission, Shawn. Uh, spelled differently than Shawn Michaels, too. So good stuff right there. All right. Before uh, we go any further, let's just hear what the old Heartbreak Kid has to say. Well, well, well. So the big boss man thinks that Shawn Michaels is living in a fantasy world. Well, Jack, don't make me flash these baby blues or flash these pearly whites and prove to everybody that you know that I am the hottest thing in the World Wrestling Federation. You want a deal? With some reality, boss man, I'll give you some cold, hard facts. Shawn Michaels is the best wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation. And you want to know what, big boss man? This proves it. You got one of these, big boss man? No, what you got is some 40-inch belt holding those pants up. Well, I got news for you. No handcuffs. No billy clubs will touch this kid. I'm going to give you the wrestling lesson of a lifetime. And, Jack, maybe you'll serve some hard time. He's a sexy boy full of confidence. 1993 was a really fun era for Shawn Michaels when he was just coming up. I think that's before he even got into uh, things with Diesel. He was a budding star. And, yeah, he's he's my all-time favorite wrestler. So this is right around the time I got hooked. Yeah, it was an interesting nice. time. I, I remember watching him as a member of the Rockers with Marty Jannetty way mm-hmm. back in the day. And I think I started to get out of pro wrestling once Shawn Michaels broke away from the Rockers. Um, or at least I just don't. I disowned him after he kicked Marty through that plate glass window. That was probably one of the most memorable moments of pro wrestling for me as a kid. So I definitely have memories of him. This era when he broke away, he definitely started to feel like a big star. Um, and it's crazy too, because as the nineties went on, he felt like an even bigger star, but in a completely different way. And then we saw DX and he came back, you know, born again. And, um, with like this back issue fixed, just an incredible career, but this was really an interesting time in his career. Definitely a young stud. Yeah. 
Well, I think that'll put a nice little bowl on our WrestleMania wrap-up and Ring of Honor Supercard show. And um, can't wait to see what happens more with Cody coming up. But um, if he's got one thing to keep in mind, it's to stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard if he wants to get anywhere in the WWE. Keep it one thing, and that is... Triple H! Oh, Triple H! (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Cody Rhodes knows the word humble. Told time and time.